floor is yours. Ask me what's on my mind. Let me put this carrot down. I went to therapy yesterday. Okay. First time. First. And she read the fuck out of me. Well, she didn't even like have to. She made me read the fuck out of myself. Wow. And she's like, you definitely have ADHD. She's like, you need, do you want to get tested? I have a test next Monday. And like, I kind of want to share it with my boss, I think, because like, not that I'm starting to stumble at work, but I just feel really tense just because of everything I have to do. And like, it's just something I would love to share because I feel like people should know about it if I'm working with them, you know, like, bro, I'm just like so fucking tense with this shit. Like, I could really use some meditation, but like, the problem is my meditation is like smoking, but that just makes me like tired and lazy, but not lazy, because I'm not lazy. I do shit. I just don't do it with enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. She asked me how long had I been depressed, and I started to cry a little bit. Who's your therapist? Crazy. I think it was Kiana or something. Oh, I I was considering her. She looks cool. She's pretty dope, but yo, I was just in that bitch just like talking my ass off. She's like, you talk really fast. I mean, you definitely I thought you already kind of put two and two together i guess i was just someone who has experience saying it that made it i mean i did already put it together and that's what i told her i was like i was like this isn't surprising at all like i kind of know this about myself i told her about tourette's i was just honest with her that's crazy well i mean i guess it is something you should tell the people you're working with I'm kind of, I'm going through a similar thing. It's so weird. It's like, okay, I guess a common trope of this show, all your issues are framed through work, all my issues are framed through social experiences. But like, I've been going through this <laughs> where it's like, I kind of want to tell like the people around me and the people like that I'm living with that like, yeah, like all this stuff that like, yeah, well, you know, it's like, it's all like fun and games to just talk about like, oh yeah, I'm depressed, yeah, I have anxiety, yeah, I have these things. Like I act like there's actual manifestations to having these things that they kinda I don't know if they're putting together or if it's just like an unknown sort of conflict where it's like I like when you invite me, like one of my friends, they were like, Oh, you know, like let's study together, let's have a thing. I'm like, I literally cannot focus on studying and doing work while being around people that I'm friends with. Like, it, it just never works out. I'm not, I don't have that ability to focus like that. And it's like, people just don't really know that because, you know, I just haven't told them. But it's also like, once you tell someone that, it becomes that sort of like elephant in the room. Like, oh, like, are you, are you this? Are you that? Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel accommodated? And it's like, I also don't want to have that sort of eyeball on me where it's like already there's eyeballs on me. 
just based off of, especially like in my, where I'm living, like just based off of differences in like, just base level physical differences and differences in lifestyle. And it's like, I don't want to just add on to that paradigm. It's also like, bro, like I actually have anxiety. I actually have anxiety around the fact that I think everyone secretly hates me. I actually have ADHD. Like I actually cannot focus. So that's why I'm secluded. Even when I'm feeling, even when like everything's going fine, I'm going to be secluded. And it's not like a reflection on how I feel about them in a given moment or how I feel about anything else. So I understand what you're going through, but also, I don't know. Ugly manifestation is the hardest part. Yeah. You know, like, I know what you're saying, like, when, because, like, I don't know, there is no breaking point. Like, you're not just going to die, you know? You just have to keep suffering. That's what, like, this is. But, like, you're supposed to get to a point in life where you are continuous in your contentness, like. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I would love to. I guess, like, one of the consequences of how casual discussions have become is that, like, it kind of like it makes it as if it kind of further stigmatizes people who actually have manifestations that other people have to deal with where it's like if we're all depressed why are your symptoms of depression different from mine and why are you not doing the things that i want you to do when you know that i have the same ailments as you and that's kind of toxic in a way where it's like i can't even like i can't like but it also gives people who are depressed and have anxiety an out where they can like say it casually and then people don't take it seriously but then it's like when you want people to take it seriously it's hard to talk about it in that way because it's it's such a casual conversation and i think adhd is in kind of the same manner where it's like everyone kind of has problems focusing and people kind of equate your problems with focusing with their own but then there's like it's a spectrum and there's levels to it so it's like it's very hard for people to get that some people's experiences are innately different than their own when we're all going through the shared experience of talking about these sort of things that we're noticing and sort of like general top trends among people our age yeah i really hope i outgrow this <laughs> i mean, i don't I guess that's how, I don't think, I think relatively, we're always, I guess we're always going to have problems with focusing and these sort of ailments that we have, but it's going to get, on absolute terms, it's going to get better, but there's always going to be people who are just more in tune with, you know, I guess like the average of the spectrum than we are, because like, it's just very hard to like kind of imagine somehow working, getting past this and working to like where I focus more so than the average person, because that's like, then what's wrong with the average person? What are they not doing that allows them to not move? <laughs> if I was below them and now I'm above them, but. I think you nailed it. Like, isn't it unimaginable to focus more than this? Like, like I've been doing it so long. Like this has always been it. Like, 
And people, you know, you know what else though? Back when I was like younger, people would like rationalize by saying, "Oh, Alex just finesses. All he does is finesse." I just, I just used to finesse. Oh, I don't do my schoolwork. I just do get good grades because I finesse, not because I try. Like, <laughs> you know, like don't you remember that? It was like at least I do. Like that was like my fucking reputation was like, "Oh, Alex is slick. He's not like these other smart kids. He just gets by." <laughs> like. I kind of had that experience, but then just along the spectrum of, like, I guess autism would be the right sort of spectrum. Like, I hyper-focus on school, so people are able to kind of see, like, oh, Nathan, like, I was having a conversation with my friend that has his, like, elementary school, and she was like, yeah, like, even in, like, third, fourth grade, like, you were always asking questions, you were always just so plugged into what was going on. But it was never in a way to, like, get better grades. It was just, like, genuine curiosity. So I think, like, that kind of played a role with me. So I kind of removed myself from that image of someone who's actually struggling because I just seemed to be more in, like, in tune with what was going on than the people around me. But in reality, like, that in tuneness was only possible because I spent majority of the time just completely out of tune with everything that was going on around me. Like, even right now, like, the thing I was working on, my research project, I I haven't worked on it at all over the past, like, month and a half. And now I'm, like, compiling two months' worth of work into now to the day before the election. And, like, I know that it's possible for me to do it because, like, I'm hyper-focused on it now. And now there's, like, a pressing deadline. But it's, like that's kind of the balance like it's like a month and a half of doing nothing counterbalanced by two days of doing everything it's just how i've been living my life in terms of academics throughout my academic career and the only reason i've been really successful in it is because that hyper focus me is like just that hyper focus that it's able to keep up with everyone and even supersede people in some sort of ways I think a lot of people in academics probably are like that because the people that can't do that are the people who get out of it, you know? Like, there's a lot of people who couldn't handle doing that the two months and two days. Like, I know that because I've been doing that since I was, like, literally in the third grade, you know? But, like, and, like, I don't know how to do anything else. That's all I know how to do, really. When it comes to schoolwork, I can do other shit like a normal person, but even then, like, the ADHD still fucking kills me. Like... I just feel like my mind is so active, it can't slow down. Mm. Academic shit is funny, though, because, like, some people, like, it's like, okay, there's niggas who don't fuck with academics but run with it because it's, like, systematically easy. Like, oh, I can go to college because everyone can do it, you know? Like, it's not that challenging. But, like, I mean, it is, but it's not the... The academics aren't necessarily why college is challenging. It's because professors are dicks, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Not really. Oh, I want to take scissors to my shit. You're making me horny, bro. I want to cut my fucking hair. (laughs) It's funny because horny. I was having a the same conversation I was having with my friend. She was she was talking about a mutual friend who goes to Howard. You know, I think she's a professor at Howard, and she told my friend that, like, in general people see her as very cold and she assigns too much work 
And then I was just like, it was really weird because like, I mean, I always see, saw me and Aisha as being very similar. And I was like, that's definitely not something I would do. But then like, I started to think about it and it's like, Aisha got to the places that she got to. Aisha was the type of person who always read the textbook and always kind of, they were able to be like above average in some respects based off the fact that they did the hard work consistently. And it's like, you mm-hmm. see that kind of manifesting in the way that she teaches where she's teaching speech, which, you know, there's so many possibilities of how you can teach speech. And she's like assigning like, these really long textbook readings and like barely actually speaking. And it's like, somehow she feels enfranchised in academics where it's like people who like, it takes a lot of work to get there generally just like turn their back on it as soon as they can. So there's like, it's a weird balance. And then there's people like me who, who, who like go into academics because they have this nuanced view on how to teach people and this nuanced view on how to like, look at acquiring information but also people who follow the norm also can feel that even though there's just this push in the social sciences to get away from this sort of customary way of looking at things and i found that interesting and also funny as fuck because i was really thinking i was crazy for thinking that girl was cold but if (laughs) if it's a general freshman at howard who have no sort of context of who she is see that then i'm not you know, insane. Yeah. I don't really know a lot of people like that. Here, I feel like the people here, everyone found their, at least in our friend group, you know, everyone found their way by finessing the system somehow. Because that's what you're supposed to do. It's like, if you're not finessing the system, you can't win. Yeah, and I don't know. That's so crazy. We all just do it differently. We all just do it differently, bro. We're just some young-ass niggas in this shit trying to get bread. <laughs> you see us? Like, shit. I pick up the phone with Nathan, like, yo, I got a check today. I did get paid. Matter of fact. Mm. I got paid, yeah. Mm. You got paid, yeah. Mm. I'm feeling the urges. This is my my second day. I ha- I didn't order in any food yesterday, so now I'm like, this is the time where I would normally just like get and I'm like, I'm trying to not do that so I can just eat my groceries, but I'm feeling the urges, but no, I don't know. It's just some people really get what they're supposed to be doing. And I was having another conversation with my friend who, you know, he goes here and he's like doing everything that he should be doing in terms of like, okay, I have these positions, I have these extracurriculars, but he still feels as if he's like not doing enough. And I'm just like, I feel like I'm doing enough and I'm not doing any of that. And I'm successful and I'm still at like a similar, if not higher level of success. So it's like, what's the real point of the system but to limit people into not strive or not achieving what they're capable of? At least in my eyes, it's like, there's no way that you can be like successful in school and in like actually involved in all these curriculars and actually, you know, living a healthy lifestyle. Like you can't do all of that whilst living in these times of coronavirus and all these other outside sources. Like that's not something that's sustainable, but some people 
really try to make that sustainable. And then when they're burnt out, they're like, oh my God, I have to give up something. I can't do this. I can't do that. But it's like, that kind of doesn't really, like people are able to get by without doing any of that. And I know a lot of times it's based off of privilege and based off of like other sort of paradigms. But then I look at myself and I'm like, I'm also have been pretty successful not doing any of that. And we have a lot of like identifiers. So it's like, what really is the reason why people, some people are successful and some people are not and some people think outside the box and some people do. I think it's, um, you know, just like enabling factors and different people have different propensities to different sorts of success. And not all of them are like complete disqualifiers. Like a lot of people who are neurodiverse become successful, you know? Like you can, you can have ADHD and be successful. It's just a thing that will affect you. Like, and I don't know, like, not to make this the ADHD episode, but like, bro, like I, when I look at like the, you ever like look at the symptoms for something and you have all of them? Like I can never stop moving. Like my legs have been moving back and forth this entire time. Oh my God. I've been um, rubbing the side of my toe on the inside of my crock this entire time. <laughs> it's so fucking terrible. Like I'm just stuck in this bitch. Like, <laughs> It's also weird. This is coming up in my research, but it also could be applied to psychology where it's like, do you think that there's some sort of conflict in the fact that some humans experience can be chalked up to symptoms of a disorder or like, oh, you're like impossible. Oh, you're like, you're a blue collar worker. These are things that we know about you off the bat where it's like human experiences are innately more nuanced than those lists. And we bear, like, well, because think about it, like, what you think, your perception perception of, like, how famous people live, like, famous people are rich and not famous, but, like, bro, there were people who lived comfortably and were happy before the internet even was a thing, you know? Like, you didn't have to be famous. Yo, I have to pee, Nathan, and I'm going to put some popcorn in, because I'm literally feel like I'm going to die if I don't put something in my stomach, so I'm just going to put some popcorn in, take a pee, and come back. Okay. I'm like, I just, oh, I feel so bad. But, like, I think I, I feel like I look okay. You can pop, like, the recording can be paused. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm Leah right now. I feel a lot like Leah at the moment. How do you know how Leah feels? Because I grew up with her. <laughs> like, what do you mean by that? That's, that's like, simply put. Okay, I'll be back. I wasn't even recording. You know, I think part of the reason why is because, you know, like, the niggas would be like, well, the tax policy. He's like, you make 400K, and they're like, start stuttering. But it's like, I feel like niggas need to believe that they can make 400K because all niggas are like, oh, I'm going to be rich, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's all you think about. You don't even consider the fact that you might not be. So, like, niggas really rely on the dream of making 400K. If niggas knew they weren't going to make 400K a year, I think that would really fuck with their ego. Yeah. Hey, nah, you might just be destined for normality. Yeah, I'm not. <clears throat> Where it's like, 
black men are doing because they're the most susceptible to that message all of these other sort of ailments that black people and other people of color you know go through but it's like is that really even reality or is that just what they want us to believe so that we can keep on you know investing into their systems in hopes that we gain success even though they're preventing us from success because they run the system yeah mm-hmm. who knows I mean the thing is that like I can't get rid of the Carter five I have to find that uh-huh I can't get rid of the Carter two, the Carter three, the Carter, the Carter four, the Carter five. Have all them? I need, I need, I need them all, really. <laughs> Actually, I need them all. <laughs> Bro, Kendrick, Kendrick and Buster Rhymes released a song today. Mm. You know that Chief Keef song that goes, Serve me, serve me, serve me, serve me, serve me. That song has been stuck in my head all week. Are you laughing at me? No, I was just like, you kept on going after it was clear that I've never heard the song. I was like, bro. <laughs> I just kept singing it. I just, I'm not even going to make you listen to it, but you need to hear the sample, because this sample is beautiful. Like, it's like, this sounds like something that like you hear Kanye West use. Um, are you smoking? I think this was pretty cinematic. I can't hear you, what did you say? Are you smoking with a pair of eyes? Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I've never seen it. Okay. I want to start singing. That's my next thing. But it's going to take me a really long time. I might not release something to be singing for another two years. But when I do... I think you... Can you imagine if I completely switch lanes? Like, cause here's the deal. Right now, I can't sing at all, make any good singing songs. But once I find my sound, I'm gonna be able to perfect it. I already know how to make great rap music. So if I can make it melodic, it's clipped. Many have done it before. We have pathways. Some what before? Transition from what? Um, yeah, I don't even think I would transition. I want to evolve. I don't want to give away my old shit. Revolution does mean that you give up some, like, some remnants of your past. But I want to sing and I want to rap. Yeah. You just want to incorporate it. Yeah, but, yeah, kind of.
I had it into an, I guess, an intellectually stimulating argument with my friend the other day about um, this idea. We're talking about um, racism and Trump's base and everything. And what happened? She would like, she was on the side of, okay, if people are, are racist or not open to the conversation about discussing the role that race plays in like politics, then you have to disengage with them. And I was just like, us fundamentally disengaging with everyone that disagrees with us is what leads us to being polar because no one is doing, no one's doing the work to, you know, actually convince people that some things, some things that they believe are true or not true. And then we were going back and forth and back and forth. And then we never got to finish the, with the conversation because then I think she, one of her friends called her. And then she didn't call me back for a while. But I was just like, hmm. What if like this whole idea, you know, the social media S wave of like, hey, this is what this is. There's no question about it. Is that really leading us to be, you know, insular and not really question anything that we hear, even though, you know, there's something that don't need to be questioned, of course, but it's like, now we're at a point where like, people will hear something on social media and just automatically take it as true without even really doing any of the work to make, come to their own conclusions. And then I was just wondering like how dangerous that would be if like people like Russia or like these people that like come in with these social media bots start to use that to, you know, convince people of things that aren't true. That's like um those people who just support Trump because they think it's funny. Like you, you're saying like people whose opinions aren't informed, you know, mm-hmm. or like correctly informed. Is that what you mean? I mean, you know what? You can take that wherever you want to. There was a lot. Hmm. Mm. I don't know. I think like. Just in general, something about this year, I feel like I've been, I've been radicalized twice. You know, we had the, the May, the May, June radicalization where like Black Lives Matter and all these moves are just such at a peak that, you know, you really couldn't exist (laughs) without being, you know, up to date on those things and up to date with what was going on. But then, like, recently, like, over the past three weeks, I feel like I've been radicalized to this idea that, like, hey, maybe, like, neither one of us is, neither one of these sides is objectively right. And they're, in reality, the true sort of, you know, I guess, like, the, the true sort of path to, you know, getting past some of these ailments is in the middle, where... We don't just jumpstart to like this like world where everyone's equal because we try to do that in the 60s and it got us here. But also we recognize that certain systems need to be 
you know, reimagine to account for, you know, the role that a lot of these paradigms that are coming up have played in their existence and their upkeep. And that's kind of, for some reason, that's very controversial. And it's very, like, I can't, one thing that got her, she, that's, she got, like, really um, heated when I was just, like, you know, people aren't voting for Trump because, you know, because they, like, they believe, they believe they're racist and they see that he's also racist. People are voting for Trump because, you know, he's talking about the economy, he's talking about jobs, he's talking about all these things that, of course, are coded in race, because, I mean, if you say someone that's different than you is going to come in and take your jobs, that hatred for that other person is literal racism. But then when I was just like, they're not like, they're so removed from race in that circumstance that they're not even really aware that it's a racial sort of divide. And they're just looking at it as like, well, this is my job. This is my way of living. And she just like kind of didn't understand that. But then I guess from her point of view, it's just like, you know, race, we had to have the conversation about race all the time because it's something that prevails over all these other things. And race should be the first conversation. But then it's like, if they don't even know the system that they support are racist, how are we going to have the race conversation with them? They're not going to be really involved in that. So yeah, I don't know. I've just been more, more and more okay with having, you know, semi-hot takes like that, you know, hot takes amongst our circles where, you know, everyone's just like basically a communist. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, the people look at you crazy for having opinions like that, you know? They'd be like, oh, I can't rock with Nathan. Meanwhile, they're not doing anything either. Like, that's why, like, I almost tweeted this, but then I didn't. I do that a lot. But, like, um, I was going to be like, uh, I don't feel the need to tweet about community tweet about social shit because i actually make an impact like what are you doing you know like i know that i actually make an impact and like volunteer my time and help people you know not to like be cocky like i don't say that shit but like i trust in my action to do that so i really do rely on social media for escapism i don't go there to be serious i go there to support my music if i see some shit like okay i did retweet some shit about NSARS, just some informative shit, because that's something not a lot of people know about, and people do need to know about that. So, like, I do feel like a responsibility to do certain shit, but, like, you know, I'm not an activist. I'm a fucking rapper, and that's that's that. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> but I started singing this shit right here. Would you stand up? You can't break me. <laughs> Please just hold on and we'll make this straight. Would you stand up? Da, 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 da. Ba, 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 da, da. Da, da, uh, uh, uh. I feel like that might be a thing. I'm, I'm gonna take that. Da. I wanna get like some choir shit, like 30 voices in that bitch. Niggas clapping and stomping their feet. Oh my god. Hmm. Individually recorded, we stop at the Jordans. I stop at the foreign and I stop at the short. I like guess I'm my foreign. Yo, I really be rapping so much. And that's like so crazy because the reason why I love rap is because I have ADHD and can't stop rapping. That's literally why, you know? Yeah. It's like this fucking toxic relationship.
I caught up in this rap shit. What could I say? I be spitting, writing rhythms, nigga, every fucking day. <laughs> I'm buster rhymes. Arm breath fires. He be like, you know what love is? This will go around. It's around. <laughs> Do you know love is? That shit is so good, bro. He be saying the nastiest shit in his tracks, but he sings it all soft. He said, come up in your mouth. And I was like, whoa, like that's like some x shit. <laughs> but like, I feel like you could play that in the car with your parents and they wouldn't even notice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My dad would not catch that shit. He would not catch that shit, bro. He might, he might. <laughs> but like, it's so funny because to me, the, the even the concept of being like, offended by something you hear in music is just so i can't even understand that so i show up in certain spaces and try to, that's why like, i for real can't get on ox like i don't niggas assume that i would be on ox all the time sometimes i am in certain places i'm always on ox but in other places like i know my place like on some like cornell and color shit these niggas want to hear some palatable shit i'm about to put y'all on like nah y'all niggas aren't even ready for this like you actually aren't so i'll let someone else take it i'm not gonna play that poppy shit bro i'm gonna put on some xxx tentacion <laughs> On the way home, I was playing XLJ Ho. We done lost so much, it feel like, wait, bro. <laughs> I finally got that song out. Wow. I lost my touch, then remembered I'm untouchable. One, two, three. Most definitely quality. Came to rock it off from the tip top. Best alliance in hip hop. Well, is that about my voice crack? Ethan, look at us. We really have like been doing this shit. What do you have to sh- like? What do you think about um? I feel like I feel like I've had a decent college experience. I'm not even mad at it, really. Um, I feel like I've done okay. This is such a weird. Looks like a seagull. Uh, time to be I mean, yeah. uh. I learned a lot. <laughs> I'm leaving. This week has been so. Yeah, I burned a lot. I met with um, a potential supervisor at McGill this week, and it was like, bro, the future just mm-hmm. so, it's in my eyes. Like, mm-hmm. I can just see my, like, he was explaining his project and what he's doing, and I can just, like, see myself doing that. And it's like, bro, I'm really ready to go. Yo, I can't wait to see what kind of cool teams I'm going to be a part of. Because, look, for me, the future's not in front of me yet. But it's, like, I got two routes. And it's, like, one thing that I'm sort of seeing is, like, hypothetically, if I were to continue working with Open Doors and, like, live in the city and then find something else, way to get my money there, that's one thing I could do. Or I could take this experience and try to get another role. You know what I'm saying? Like, reapply it. Um, Like, I don't know. I, I I always remember when I got rejected by Spotify. But sometimes I think about, like, what if they hired me, right? And I'm on a team with some niggas out in, like, the Bay. We're, like, working out some shit. Like, yo, like, I'm kind of valuable. Like, I feel like some niggas might see it. They might see the potential. Me and the, this shit looking like, yo, my arms crossed, ready to fucking type some shit. Like, you know, I could do all this work for you. I could. But that's up to me, really, you know? And that's what I'm starting to see also is that, like, if I want to take this shit and do my own thing, this is also the time to do that. So... Like, I don't know, man. I have a lot of plans for hitting all over. 
if I do if I do decide to make a company, I think it might be hidden all over. I think I could run with that. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Would this be in line with like um all the backpack stuff you were doing last year? Yeah, same. That's kind of what I was doing research for, really. But um, going back, this is the ADHD episode. This is a mental ailment episode. Let's be. Wait, can I go pee real quick? I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time to pee. I was gonna say, um, oh yeah, I think that also it's weird. There's a lot of stuff going on because you have can't really focus, but then I also have hi- I hyper focus on certain things, but I also have hypersensitivity to certain things, and it's like. Because, like, my hypersense, like, I kind of morphed it into what I'm going into. It's like, okay, I naturally read into all these relationship shits and, like, how people interact with other people. So, of course, it makes sense for me to do that in a way where I can, you know, make a living off that. But it's also, like, am I really just feeding into my own anxiety by doing that? And if, like, one day, let's say I pass this sort of stage in my life where I'm always questioning that thing. Will I lose that to this, like, have these insights on people? I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. It is what it is. <laughs> oh, my, it's going to be here tomorrow. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Fun for you. Yeah. My, uh, my... Uh, what did you end up doing for your birthday? Um, I got drunk. I didn't get stupid drunk. I just drank a bottle of wine. To, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Powerful. It's so funny that, like, you're not supposed to post pictures of yourself using substances, but, like, you're allowed to use substances. You just can't, like, be honest. Like, it's, like, that's, like, respectability. It's, like, you you just can't be honest. That's all we want from you. Shut up and march in line. Like, fuck this. I really don't fuck with society that much. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Like, I'm not trying to be a hater, but these niggas are whack. Yeah, I guess so. I really, that's why I don't really like anything or like doing any of that because it's just like, I don't know, it's always just detached from how people really act and what they're really about. And then some people are able to strike a chord where they like give you glimpses of how they really act and then they're like, oh my God. Those people, you know, they have that sort of status, like, oh, they they keep it real, they keep it real, but, like, no one really gives their full authentic self online because it's kind of impossible. But who knows? Yeah, and if you try to, you look crazy. Yeah. And it's also, like, your real self is just, it's contextual, you know? It's based off of who you're, it's, like, based off of, like, who you're talking to, it's based off of who you're surrounded by and online when you're surrounded by everyone that's always going to be a biased image based off of 
what you are comfortable or what you want everyone to see versus like I don't know, like a family member or your closest friend. And then like let's say you get like on a lot of with like your close with like your closest friend. That's just gonna be a snippet of that interaction where you're talking to someone that you're very comfortable with. So it's like it's very hard to, you know, sort of be able to encapsulate all these sort of how you interact with everyone based off of social media where you're interacting with everyone as one kind of sole entity. Social media is really just you against the world. And then some people just rely on that. You know, they create this image of social media and then there's a conflict between how they really want to act and how people expect them to act based off their social media. And then normally, they just end up acting as, as the character they portray in social media and let themselves just kind of let their true self die at the wayside. At least I do. I feel like social media, though, since it is something you can, like, grow with, I think that it offers, like, now people like get money on Instagram, like entrepreneurs, <laughs> like, like it's like a social media is a whole world that you can base your personality on. Like sometimes I think about like, oh, I'm not committed to music because I don't post about it all the time on social media. Mm -hmm. Because I understand that social media presence is a big part of having a music career. But like, I don't know, like I also know that I spend a lot of time making great music and I'm getting better behind the scenes. Well, sure, now you get those figures are able to maintain their sort of elusive image while still having clout. I want to be elusive. That's why I'm not rushing into it because, okay, it's like I could grind my ass off, post a shit ton of shit and blow up that way and it would take forever and it would work great. And that's what's going to have to be is like grinding, obviously. But I would like to be elusive. If I can... I can become like a Frank Ocean. Oh man, that's the best. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same way of thinking where it's like I really could, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I have a lot of like natural abilities and talents that really fit into this sort of moment of like content creation like i can sing i can dance i'm funny i can edit video i can like i have all those sort of base skills and if i really wanted to i can just go ahead first and creating this sort of online persona and then market myself as like you know a person who you know has a following but i'm also just like i don't really want that for myself one because I've done too much stuff that would come to the surface and be a problem. And like, there's just too much scandal in my past to really be, have like a substantial online presence. And then two, kind of just introverted by nature. And it's just like, it wouldn't be true to myself to be this person who's marketing themselves as, you know, someone who should be, someone that's just like, in tune with certain things and obviously extroverted. And then like 
Also, there's this, always this concept where you have introverted content creators who are, like, making content for everyone. And it's just, like, I know you don't like to do that. <laughs> like, I know you'd rather just not be in this world where you're being criticized by everyone, where everyone's kind of interacting with you. And I don't want to do that to my own. Mm. But tomorrow's Friday. What it's worth. Hmm? For what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Want love? I want popcorn for dinner. <laughs> okay. I think that 